1: We've been talking a lot about kids today, um, unfortunately, kids and violence, but uh, we're going to switch gears here and talk about another situation in terms of, and, and I, th- I think if you've got kids that have recently gone through the school system or are in the school system, this will probably happen to you at some point. They'll come home um, and they'll have been inspired. Something in them, a fire will have been lit around some sort of cause whatever it may be, who knows what it might be. Um, but it happens. And, and, and it's a good thing. You want your kid involved in their community and you want them actively engaged. And, you know, the question is, can you know, can we still be in a point where your kid can actually change the world? That's what we tell them, right? Well, uh, our next guest is author of um, a book that says, yeah, your kid absolutely can change the world. There's some ways that you need to go about helping them do that. But uh, Gull Beckerman is the author of The Quiet Before, on the unexpected origins of radical ideas. Uh, Gull, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, in the the book, I think, you know, when we talk about kids and, you know, I've, I've had two kids to go through the school system. And one of them really got involved in a number of causes. The other one could care less. And I think that's the way it goes with most kids. <laughs> some will be into it. Some won't. But but if you're the parent and you've got one of these kids who comes home and says, we were talking about, I don't know, uh, climate change, whatever the case may be. And, and I'm really interested and I want to do something. How do you How do you foster that community engagement? Yeah,
0: it's a it's a good question. And I think, you know, what I was trying to focus on in my book is uh, one of the problems I've seen of social media. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm aware of many, many problems of social media. But, but one of them is that it, I think it distorts from many kids their notion of what it means to make change. And what I mean by that is that, you know, there is an idea that if you just sort of, uh, declare your allegiance to some, you know, cause or, you know, get the right hashtag going, get something viral, uh, that, that is sort of all you have to do. And it can feel really good. There's a lot of sort of attention that can come your way. And, um, you know, you, you post a picture of yourself at the protest and, and the notion that that is all you need to do, I think is a real problem right now.
1: Um, because it's hard work, right, to actually bring about effective exactly. change. You can't just change your profile picture. Exactly. Page.
0: Exactly. And so, so my book, so my book really looks historically. You know, we I begin with the Scientific Revolution. You know, and go all the way to the '90s. And the one sort of common denominator is that each of these movements, at their inception point, you know, when they were just getting started, really, you know, demanded. Um, a level of, of, of hard work, yes, but also the ability to have sort of conversations yeah. in a small, sort of secluded space. You know, you need it. You can't just make the loud declarations. You can't just speak through the megaphone. You, you need to eventually, but first you need to be able to be in a slightly, you know, maybe closed room with a committed group of people, you know, figuring out strategy, thinking about what you can do um, to really make the change you want to affect. Uh, I think for kids, you know, really who get inspired by even something we see on social media, what that means is is really thinking locally, thinking about the, the kind of things that they could do at you know at a small local level to tap into the bigger causes
1: that they want to be a part of. So that's interesting. So As a parent, um, is that something that you should encourage them? Because you're right. I think in a lot of cases, some of these kids get wrapped up in these causes without really having even a full understanding of what it is they're supporting or against. Um, Because there's a lot of nuance to a lot of these movements and these issues. So do you say, hey, let's have a conversation about this? Or do you just answer their questions? How, How active should you be?
0: I think direct you know this is hard for a parent in many different circumstances but finding a way to direct that passion into productive uh, activism is probably the most important role that you can play without of course like you know turning them off completely because you've, you've gotten involved <laughs> with kids of a certain age. Um, but, you know, being able to say, well, that's, it's great. I mean, it's great that you're posting a lot about this thing that you care about, you know, whether it be, you know, climate, let's say climate change is an example, you know, um, and, uh, and that you have this passion for wanting to, to, to change a situation in the world that, you know, that needs your you know passion yeah. and help. But, like, are there local groups that you can be involved in? Are there, you know, petition campaigns or, you know, uh, opportunities to sort of meet at a smaller scale with with people? I mean, I think that that's, that's the big insight I, I drew from looking at the history, which was, like, you know, you can't just start with, with the big and the loud and the fast, you know, it and and so much of our world is that right now, right? You know, that's what our public... Totally, become, you know, big and loud and fast, and so you know, in order to be effective, in order to not just be like a flash in the pan, because I think what confuses a lot of kids is these movements, you know, do get attention, you know, in in a very short term, um, you know, and you can I can name any number of them over the last ten years, you know, that you know, for a period of a month, you know, people it's all anybody was yep. talking about online, let's say, you know, and then they go away and they don't actually. Make the kind of effect the kind of concrete changes on the ground that that are their ultimate goals, and so so really, as a parent, kind of digging, forcing your kid or asking your kid to dig a little bit deeper in terms of you know both what medium, what actual medium they're using to communicate about these ideas, you know that they that they feel excited about. Um, and then also translating that into into actual action, um, and even if it be small. I mean, I think managing expectations for kids. You know, and we do this again in a whole different range of ways with our kids. But managing those expectations, you're not going to, um, you know, solve the problem of climate change tomorrow, or figure out a way to reform the police, you know, tomorrow. But but it is. Uh, it th- that the focus on process and things being slow and and finding like-minded people and ways to figure out strategy even at a very local level um those are all really important tools for kids to learn
1: yeah i think you're right and that's that's really how this this thing works but like you say we do live in this era especially kids where the big and the loud uh, ie social media is built into everything that they do you're not saying There's no involvement or no role for these sort of big, loud statements to play. I mean, they can be involved to some extent, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no, I'm not saying that at all. And in fact, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, a cyber pessimist who thinks we should just um, turn off the internet and, and, uh, you know, return to like typewriters or something. Because, you know, first of all, I know that's not possible. But second of all, I think it's the tool that social media has given us, the empowering tool it's given us, um, is a really a magnificent thing you know when you look at the long trajectory of history that any individual should have the power to let their voice carry further than just the people you know around them uh is is, is really important the problem is is that we have become we've become in love with it as a medium you know and we it, it's kind of distorted our sense of what else is out there you know in terms of tools that we can use and so you know if social media is the bullhorn um that's great. We need to use the bullhorn, you know, to rally everyone to the street, to make sure that there's a narrative that we you know, we want to put out into the world, that it gets far and wide. But it's one tool. And that is the sort of self-reflection that I think we can help our kids with and that, frankly, you know, us adults need some help with as well. You know, understanding that it, it, it is just one tool in the toolbox and there are other ways that we should be communicating and that that, that choice about how we communicate Really influences, you know, the limits of our of our thinking too. You know, it it, it creates opportunities. It closes off other sorts of opportunities. Um, you know, if if what we are saying is what's important is to have sort of deep conversations around these issues, and we know that those conversations can't happen on social media. Those, social media's not designed for those sorts of conversations. Yeah. Um, then we need to discover the places, and some of them are like lying in plain sight, you know, discover the places where we can really talk in the way that we'll feel productive.
1: It's an interesting discussion, Gull. Thank you so much for joining us today and uh, giving us a little uh, walkthrough. I appreciate it very much.